turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Welcome to Freedom with Adam Riojas. His goal is not only to inspire you to receive everything God has for you, but to go out into the world and make disciples of all nations. And now, here's your host, Adam Riojas. Welcome to today's show. Thank you for tuning in and coming back today. And we are praying that you tell someone about this show. Again, thank you for being here today. And we have an uh, my wife, who will I will be interviewing today. Her name is Cleta Riojas. And the second part of the show, please stay tuned, will be like in the days of Noah out of Matthew 24. But without further ado, um, here is Cleta Riojas. And Cleta, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yes, hi. So for all of you listeners who have uh, had the privilege and honor of coming here a couple of times, um, but I am the, um, of course, pastor's wife of my husband, Adam Riojas, at at the Cross Oceanside Church. I am also um, a mother of two wonderful um, girls who are at our educational center. I founded uh, Freedom Generation Higher Education and... uh, also, I guess we could say we do a lot of things. Well, that's awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the show today. Now, you know, there's an interesting uh, uh, and probably very delicate topic that I wanted to, you know, uh, speak with you about and discuss today. And I, I think you're perfect for it because you are the director of uh, school. What's it called? Freedom Generation. Freedom Generation. Higher education. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. But, you know, on Monday, uh, there was something horrific that happened. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the media has put its twist on it and made it seem like it wasn't a big deal, that it was, you know, almost like a Christian uh, did something to a Christian school. But we now know that it didn't happen like that. And. Of course, when the story first broke out, they said it was a teenager. And, you know, I look at it as a direct uh, uh, attack against the church itself. Right. Uh, we, Of course, we know she wasn't, a, she wasn't a teenager. She was actually 28 years old and was uh, a transgender, uh, uh, acting like she was a man. And it, it was a horrible thing, but um, give me your thoughts on that, and then we'll we'll go into a Q and A. Yeah, it's it, it's tragic what happened at, at in Nashville, Tennessee, on Monday. Um, as well, first and foremost, as a mom and of two girls, and as a director of an educational center where we're responsible for the the safety and well being of of many students from. Uh, I would even go too far to say as, as babies all the way up until um, sixth grade. 
Uh, We have a lot of teachers there who have children under the age of three. And so we do have uh, babies and one and two year olds in our care that we take care of. Um, It's heartbreaking to know that um, I think many times as Christians, we think we, we put our guard down sometimes and you really can't do that, especially in the world that we're living in today. You have to be um, very wise in, in how you conduct anything, um, whether it's your business or even ministry at that. And I know this is first and foremost a ministry to us, but you still have to be very wise in how are you going to protect your sheep. And you being a pastor are... Um, you know, I, I follow after I follow your guidance and how you have been wise in protecting the sheep, even on a given Sunday at church um, and the things that you've implemented over the years in keeping us safe. And and so I, I really call it kind of follow your example and how we do here at the school. But yes, absolutely. You know, uh, it's interesting the spins that the media has uh, put on this and at first, they were reporting, you know, uh, a lot because they always blame the gun, and guns right. are not the ones that kill people. It's people oh. behind right. the gun. That's and right. um, no doubt, her parents came out and said she was mentally ill and was actually transitioning through some medical care and stuff, and. Uh, it, it is a horrible thing, and and again, I look at at, at this event as a direct assault on the church itself. And most pastors won't aren't even going to speak about it, but it is. It's an assault, and it's interesting uh, what a lot of folks may not know and uh, that aren't keeping up with the story is that Tennessee was is in the process of putting a ban to uh, children mutilation where, you know, they're getting their privates uh, cut off and transitioning from, from a female to a man or from a man to a female, which is sinful in the eyes of God. And and it's a direct attack uh, against God himself. And it's sinful. uh, And it's, it's a horrible thing and I, I believe that, again, it was all motivated by uh, a Tennessee going in the right direction to stop this nonsense mm-hmm. of mutilating a child. A child can't, can't go out and purchase a gun until you're at least 18 years old. Uh, a, a child can't even drink until they're 21 years old. Um, a child needs to be registered into, registered into school uh, there's a lot of things a child can't do, and and it's the parent that is supposed to guide them. But for any state or anybody in America to say that the child can be what gender it wishes to be is is horrific and it's sinful and it is an atrocity towards our. Uh, beliefs in the one God that there is. Now, let me ask you a question. Um, What are you doing and the staff at at this uh, educational center, educational Mm -hmm. center that you put in place to make sure that this does not happen there? 
Right. Well, thankfully, um, we have a great team um, from the beginning. We've been very wise and 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 very strategic in and having a um, a solid safety plan. We have um, armed security on on the uh, campus grounds. We also have um, undercover security that nobody would think we have. You know, um, ex. Uh, military um, police officers that are on staff that you, you know, um, a, a person like the person, the, the incident that happened on Monday would, would not know. And, and that's, of course, something that we have. And, you know, we've really taking take, you know, as a mom, having my children there, I think of, you know, what's the best way to keep everything safe. And I believe that I'm, you know, it's our constitutional rights with guns. I think guns, done in the proper uh, use and format and it's and it's done in a way it's there to protect you so I think that every school should have armed security for that matter um, as well as churches and, and stuff and and I think in the situation when you see a lot of these schools who are unarmed and they're not secure and that's where any um, predator, um, it's easy to go into those schools and, and cause havoc. But when you have trained um, staff and trained security um, and everyone is on the same page and you implement really strong, concrete plans, then you don't you do not become a target. And as a matter of fact, um, everyone in the surrounding area knows to oh don't go there because they have right they have armed security. so nobody messes with um, our facility. Amen. That's awesome. You know, last night we were privileged to sit at a round table with Charlie Kirk in San Marcos. Um, and he has uh, children, young children. And uh, the question was posed, you know, someone asked him, um, would you send your child to a private, uh, to a, a, a school? A public, a a public, public school. school. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you send your child to a public school? And and if not, um, why do we try and help those that are going to public schools by showing up to the board meetings and mm-hmm. stuff? So um, do you remember that conversation? I, I do. I remember when Charlie had posed that, that question or that answer. Um, and it's interesting because... Um, and, and I have to, I think we, we agree. You, you still have to be bold in the sense of standing up against the tyranny. Of course, at the same time, if you have that, um, opportunity to pull your children from the public school system, because right now we know it's just a training ground. They're just completely indoctrinating our children. There's, they're basically science experiments and they're taking away the rights of the parents. And that's why we have to, um, you know, another, one of the main reasons why we started the educational center because it's it's not a functions like a school, but it's not a school. So the the rights are still with with the parents. The parents are still the main authority over their child's education. It's a homeschooling environment where we, we're coming alongside and, and um, supporting the the parents. We're the tutors. We're there just to come alongside the parents. And we've made we've created this thing where um, even uh, you know those of your listeners that know that we're part of Charlie. We've pretty much been in, in association with Turning Point USA Academy, 
implementing the 5C model because we've already done all of those things. But all that to say, going back to what you were saying in regards to that is um, there is other alternatives, pulling your children out of public education and what we've created to make it, you know, there's so many cost affordable ways. There's ways where um, parents are realizing that you don't have to send your child off into what we've done for so many years into public education and allow the government to dictate what your child's learning. Yeah, that that's amazing. You know, Charlie said that he would not send right. his children to a public school. And, you know, we know that if you send your kids to Caesar's schools, you're going to get Roman soldiers. Right. You know, and, yes. and that's that's insane because there's mm-hmm. indoctrination like crazy happening now. Hey, if you just tuned in, this is Freedom with Adam Riojas, and we're currently discussing uh, this tragic situation that happened in Nashville, Tennessee, with this female who identified as a transgender male and killed, murdered three children under the age of 10 and three adults before she was taken down by some heroic police officers. And I'm here with my wife, Cleta, who's the director of Freedom Education Higher. <laughs> Go ahead. Freedom Generation Higher Education. It's a tongue twister. Yes, it is. It is and there's, a, there's a reason for the name. Yes, <laughs> But that's amazing. And uh, we're just simply going over uh, why we need to, you know, keep our our our, our education facilities safe, and yes. um, and especially with the trend of the world, and especially with Christians now being pointed and and blamed for everything. You know, there's morality is what keeps societies together. Once. That a society loses its morality, it falls apart, and, and it ceases to be um, a powerful or a light to the rest of the world, like we've seen throughout the ages with every major empire that has ruled the world. And um, we now see America, who's not a, a tyrant and who is not really an evil nation, but we've we are on a decline. Uh, because we were founded on these amazing Christian principles of Christians that fled uh, Europe, that fled England, so that they would have uh, their right and their freedoms to worship the one and true living God, with, where in which there's so much evidence for that creation itself cries it out. So uh, let me ask, let me... Uh, uh, continue with this line of questioning with you. You know, it's interesting how uh, uh, parents uh, that have their children at this educational center mm-hmm. that you're the director of uh, seem to like it. I mean, I see them talking to the uh, sec- to the security and and they are actually feeling good about dropping off their children. Tell me a little bit about that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. All all of our parents love um, the implement the safety implementation that we have in place. And, um, and it 
what also make what other things I forgot to mention earlier is um, we I think some schools um, are a little too laxy daisy on 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 allowing people on campus. And I think that's one of the major things that you really have to have a tight range. So, for example, we're getting tons of emails and calls in, um, since we're, we've opened up our fall semester. And we don't, you can't just come onto campus. You, we have a designated time where we have that set. We um, take um, little different per, uh, extreme security precautions where I actually um, do some work on who is going to be coming on to the campus. So if it's a new family, I vet all of our families. I don't just let any family come on just because they're interested in our facility. So I do vet our families. And once I go through the vetting process, then we go through the process of having a campus tour with that family where we walk through with security and so on. And so, um, but we make it comfortable for the family. So we're not coming in like, I think in some of that, like the LA County schools where you go through like, you know, a a process, like if you're going to the airport, you know, you know, we have our ways of doing it. There's so many ways you can make it to where you can secure your facility without it. um, You know, I I guess like Talia likes, you know, we're like a very undercover in, in many aspects. We do a lot of undercover securing at the facility. Hey man, that's that's amazing. You know, at on Sundays at church, we now have uh, two armed security guards, and they've we, one is a, a, a marine, and mm-hmm. and the other guy is works for uh, as, as security. But it's it's interesting the mindset of Christians because there are some that. Uh, guns actually we had people leave the church because mm-hmm. we had armed security and and the reasoning was what well, don't you trusting god and of course we're trusting god we're trusting god that he gave us these people so that we can protect you and that you can come to church and make it there safely and go home safely you know it's those are the days that we're living right. in now and mm-hmm. what do you hear about that stuff um you know it's interesting how you said too you know it's uh, you know it's it's, it's when you had mentioned the two, I always go to the idea of that. Yeah, you have the two, but I forgot to mention, we also have, um, uh, not arms, but, uh, our security dogs That's on, correct. <laughs> yeah, we actually do have, I, I forgot to mention that, um, we have security dogs. And so we, we really do have a solid perimeter around where it's, um, it's a very safe, you have to be, you know, but anyhow, all that to say is I, I, believe that when you're when you don't when you have someone who doesn't understand their constitutional um rights and the and and so on in this country then they tend to look at um you know when you look at all of even just your constitutional rights and in, in the amendment and so on with with um our rights to bear arms and so on um i think that those people who are maybe not as well versed or educated in their constitutional rights tend to um, almost in fear of the fact of these guns because guns are there to protect your family your and, and, um, and church is family. And so um, I think it really just comes down to almost an near ignorance in some, in some ways. And so when we educate our, um, 
our our church and you know and families and stuff, then they begin to feel a bit more comfortable. But you also have to be open to wanting to accept that it is a very it is a conservative mindset in some ways. Amen. You know, I I was just uh, thinking how uh, Charlie was accused of saying that he wanted to lynch all transgenders people, and he never said that. It was right. uh, a news reporter that made it up made it up and and then came back and retracted after Charlie said, we need an apology or you're going to have paperwork, you know, at, <laughs> at your office or at Taken in, out of context. in front of you. Yeah. And, and it was just a horrible thing when people do that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's almost like the media and and all the evil that's happening is is pushing in this direction where Christians are the ones to right. blame when Christians just have morality. And it's a beautiful thing um, to be able to be a moral society because mm-hmm. without uh, the morals, uh, again, nations, peoples fall apart. So give us a last word of encouragement, mm-hmm. and then I-, I want you to stay around so that you can close us in prayer when we come back after the break, um, when we start the message, which would be like in the days of Noah. So. So give us a word of encouragement. You got one minute. Yeah. So um, I would really just encourage all the parents to just step out in the uh, in in on walk on water, you know, and just know when you keep your eyes on Jesus and when you go and you're whether you still have your children in public school, know that there are so many other alternatives out there um, and all over San Diego and across America where you do not have to subject your children to, um, you know, one being in, in a place where it's not safe and, um, and indoctrinated. So Amen. step out on faith. <laughs> so give us a, a, an email how they can get a hold of you. Uh, you can contact me at cleta at freedomgenerationedu.com. Thank that- you very much. We love you. God bless you. And stay tuned. We'll be right back. The Oceanside Pier is a sacred place, blessed with ocean views, the strand, good people, and good times. You'll find all those things and more at the Bistro at the Pier. Locally owned and operated, the Bistro at the Pier offers delicious food options and a full slate of crafted coffee drinks, including Italy's own Cafe Vergnano, sourced from Italy's finest coffee beans. So whether you're craving an acai bowl or an espresso, the Bistro at the Pier is waiting for you. Head on down or visit them online at bistroatthepier.org. Freedom Generation Higher Education is a faith-based alternative education option and official Turning Point USA Academy Associate that values constitutional rights and medical freedom. Hosted by At The Cross Church in Oceanside, they serve pre-K through 7th grade and are Southern California's exclusive institution incorporating Turning Point USA Academy's 5C model. They offer in-person classes and electives Monday through Thursday and are now accepting applications for fall 2023. Visit them online at freedomgenerationedu.com or at the cross oceanside.com. Woohoo! Welcome back to Freedom with Adam Riojas. I always believe that the latter part of this show is always the best. So today we're going to be coming out of Matthew chapter 
4, verse 36, and it's an example of like the days of Noah. And so I am glad you tuned in, and our subject earlier was we were talking and discussing discuss, uh, discussing literally what happened in Nashville, Tennessee with uh, this attack that happened by a female uh, who identified as a man, a transgender. And again, uh, this is not to speak evil against any human being, but this is uh, about bringing out the truth because remember, God loves you. And if you are dealing with that sin, God can forgive you and God can restore you. Remember, God is a God of morality. And without morality, societies will fall apart and it would become a chaotic society where there is rioting and looting and evil would reign. So as we begin Matthew 24, 36, it starts off like this. But of the day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. No one knows the day and hour when Jesus is coming back for his church. And he is coming back for his church soon. Now, I want to make sure that when I say soon, that we still need to continue, like uh, Jesus said, to occupy. We still need to continue to be light bearers. We still need to continue to be the best we can. We still need to continue to pour into our cities, our our ch- children, our families, our friends. So, but no one knows the hour, but we know that it is soon because of all the evil that is now permeating planet Earth. Um, Verse 37 says this, but as the days of Noah uh, were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. How were the days of Noah? What was happening in the days of Noah that is so important and that can now mirror our society. I want to read that to you. So like in the days of Noah, and it starts in chapter 20, uh, chapter 6 of Genesis, chapter 6 of Genesis. So up until chapter 6, we begin um, to see all the genealogies after Adam and Eve uh, bear children, and after we had the first uh, murder, the first uh, horrific, uh, painful situation that parents experience, and it must have been horrible. But you know, things are mirroring today what it was like in the days of Noah. J- just think about this. On Monday, on this past Monday, the pastor's child who was under 10 years old, was actually nine, was murdered by a deranged 
female who thought she was a man. That is horrible. Now, our job is to love, even to love our enemies. That's what Scripture tells us. When we call out sin, we are calling it out so that people can understand that that is evil and that is abhorrent in the eyes of God. The Bible is the only book that records history from the beginning. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Time, space, and matter all in one shot, all at one instant. And then we see the history of mankind. And it wasn't long before humanity blew it. It wasn't long before Adam and Eve ate the forbidden fruit. It wasn't long before the their two kids um, had a confrontation where Cain killed his brother Abel. It wasn't long before we get to where we're at now in Genesis chapter 6. And it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth and the daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose. Now, there's different interpretations of what people believe when it comes to this. I'm going to tell you what I believe. I believe that those that call, that were beginning to call on the name of God, which were of the line of, of Zeth, uh, which was Adam and Eve's um, third child, whom Noah eventually came from that line, uh, these are the people that began to call on God. These are the people that were the sons of God. And when it you look at the verse, I believe they were looking at the at at the daughters of men of those that didn't call on God on Cain's lineage. Now some believe that at this point that the sons of God here are angels and that they were looking at the daughters and that they were possessing these these men and that they were having sexual encounters with these daughters. Now some actually believe that it was a demon that was doing it. But I, I don't believe that. I, I don't believe that it was a demon. I believe there's no doubt that these men were possessed by Satan and all of these cronies that were running around at that time because they had been cast out from heaven. Remember, Jesus said, I beheld Satan cast out of heaven. Now, verse 3 says this, And the Lord said, My spirit should not always strive with man. See, Again, right here, it says with man, not with the demons, but with man for that. He also is flesh, flesh. Remember in scripture, it tells us there are different types of flesh and there are terrestrial or heavenly uh, uh, beings and they are different from us. And when Paul speaks about this in first Corinthians chapter 15, he he makes a poignant point when he makes he differentiates from different flesh. But here we see that it is man, his flesh, and God is angry right now. Yet his days shall be 120 years. There were giants in the earth in those days and also 
after that, when the sons of God came in onto the daughters of men and they bare children of them, the same became mighty men which were of old, men of renown, wicked in all of their ways. Hey, if you just tuned in, this is Freedom with Adam Riojas as we are now going through Genesis chapter 6 and our main text is in Matthew chapter 24. And we just uh, went from 36 to 7 in Matthew uh, chapter 24, but we came back to Genesis chapter 6 to see what the days of Noah were like. Verse 5 of chapter 6 in Genesis this says this, And God saw, saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. This is the first time that we see a heart, that we see the word heart in creation, in Genesis, in early history, and it points out to man, it, it, it points out to his inner being that every thought and imagination were evil continually. It says, all man. And so let me read that again. And God saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. No restrainer. The earth had was in chaos at this point. Only about 1,500 years, if we look at the genealogy, 1,500, 1,600 years into history, and man had now become completely reprobate, had completely began to do what they wanted, and every thought was evil, and that's where we're at now. Verse 6 says this, and it repented the Lord, that he had made man on the earth. God had, in his, in his mind, not the way we see it, but he had, he literally had changed his mind and it grieved him in his heart. It grieved him in his heart. In verse 5, we see the heart of man. In verse 6 now, we see that it grieved the heart of man because of every imagination of evil in the in the heart of man and here we see now that it grieved god and the lord said i will destroy man whom i have created from the face of the earth both man and beast and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air for it repenteth me that i have made them it it has changed my mind because of what has taken place. Remember, in early creation, his two perfect beings that were created in his image had sinned. And now everyone had gone astray. But, verse 8 says, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And so now we see that God saw Noah and as we continue to see that, we see that Noah had three sons, and 
when we read further into the story before God destroyed the earth that time with water, that it was Noah, his wife, and his three sons and their three wives that survived the destruction of the earth. And so that's where we're at now. That's why we see this, these horrific things that are now happening. And as we go back to Matthew 24, um, verse 37, I'm going to remind you again what it says. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. That's when we will see Jesus come back for his church, as it says in Thessalonians chapter 4. Most people believe that it is at his second coming, but his second coming is very clear that every eye shall see it and people will mourn because they will see him with his hands still pierced and his, and his feet pierced as well. And they will mourn because of what they had done. And it says every eye at that time will see him. When he comes back at the rapture, when he appears for his people, only those that are raptured up, that are caught up, that are harpazo. The word is harpazo from the Greek that was translated rapture into the Latin rapturo. That were taken up, caught up. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying. Now, some look at this word marrying and say that they were literally leaving women and taking women when they look deeper into the word that talks about marrying and giving in marriage. And so it's interesting that these days were evil, that horrific things were happening, and every thought was towards evil. And then it says, until the day that Noah entered into the ark and knew not until the flood came and took them all away, so also so the coming of the Son of Man be. So that's exactly where we're at now. We see that every intent of man is to do evil. And the only reason God has not destroyed planet Earth is because we all know Jesus showed up in the history of mankind. The Son of Man showed up. God shows up in the history of man and manifest in the flesh. John says, in the beginning was a word and a word was with God and a word was God. And then later on in verse 14, in, in chapter 1 of John, it says, and the word became flesh. God became flesh. God shows up in the scene, in the scene, and redeems mankind by eventually allowing his own creation to put him on a cross, to put him on a tree and sacrifice him and kill him, his own creation. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine how God was grieved at that point in history? But he did all that to redeem you and me. If you find yourself in a state of non-belief, today you can call on Jesus. Today you can say, Jesus, 
help me. I don't want to be a statistic God. I don't want to be one of those that gets left behind, that's left to this great tribulation that Jesus reconfirms in Matthew in the same chapter in verse 15 of Matthew 24, who was just reaffirming what Daniel had prophesied would happen about 500 plus, 500 years plus before Jesus shows up on the scene. What a story of redemption. And Jesus again reminds us that just like in the days of Noah, all those that reject God, all those that have continual evil thoughts, all those that target God's creation, that target everything that God has said, will be left behind to face this great tribulation. Verse 40 says this, Then then shall be in the field, too, the one shall be taken and the other left. What a magnificent verse. If you don't see clearly that here it's talking about God taking his and leaving those behind that have not asked Jesus as their Lord and Savior and are not walking in righteousness, because when you come to Jesus, you want to serve him. You want to do what is right. Now, I get it. If you're a Christian and you've backslid and, and you're in sin now, you can repent. You can change all of that right now and come back to the Lord. And if you don't know him, today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of salvation, the Bible says. One shall be taken, one shall be left. That's a clear indication that one's going to meet him in the clouds and one's going to be left behind on planet Earth. 41 says this, Two women shall be grinding at the mill, one shall be taken and the other left. So we see clearly here from two different angles that people are left behind and one taken, one caught up, one harpazo in the Greek, rapturo in the Latin, rapture in English. Watch therefore, for you know not what hour your Lord doth come. Now, this is a beautiful verse, and let me tell you why. Because there are a lot of folks that were perhaps raised in the church, that perhaps have even made these confessions that they did because their parents led them to do, and it wasn't something truly in their heart, and it wasn't something that they did wholeheartedly. We can clearly see that this transgender, this female that killed three children under the age of 10 and three adults at one point actually went to this school. But she was a child when she went. 
probably around fourth, fifth, or sixth grade. She was a child. They and and so she might have known. She might have known that there was a God, and she might have had this relationship that wasn't real, wasn't true, and it was maybe just to please her parents. But obviously, she didn't have this true salvation where she asked Jesus into her heart completely and says, God, change me. The Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. It is a time now to be watchful because we're seeing so many things happening. But I want to be clear that you should not stop doing your good works. You should not stop voting for those that represent righteousness when it comes to voting for somebody in office. Remember, this country was founded on Christian values. You should be able to call your representatives and tell them when they're going astray, I voted for you. You need to put this into place, especially in Tennessee right now, where they were about to ban, and I hope they still follow through with child mutilation. Allowing a child to get mutilated is is sickening. It's, it's to me, child abuse. The child can't even make his own decisions, and they're being allowed to do this. California is about to uh, uh, pass a law, AB 665, that would allow a child to be able to do anything they want. And if the parent doesn't like that, they're transitioning or doing something that is not good, the child could be taken away from their parents. That is horrible. It is the parent's responsibility. The child belongs to the parents who birthed them. They have the right to bring him up in the ways of the Lord. You see the world, they want to kill your child before it even comes out of the womb. And then if it makes it alive, they want to now say, we want to indoctrinate them. That's not a good thing. That is evil in the eyes of the Lord. So if you're a Christian, you need to watch. Therefore, you need to keep your eyes open. You need to still stand for righteousness. You still need to fight for the weak that can't defend themselves. You still need to show up to these school board meetings where they're indoctrinating children for those that can defend themselves. Parents, watch thereof. For you know not what hour your Lord doth come. But know this, that if the goodman of this house had known in the watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken, broken into or broken up. Listen, if everyone knew when Jesus was coming back, 
you would fake being good. You would fake being righteous because you knew he was coming back. If you knew he was coming back tomorrow, right now, I, I, I'm, I'm believing that three quarters of planet Earth would say, Jesus is coming back tomorrow. We better get right. And, and it would be, it wouldn't be with her whole heart. It would just be something to see if they can fake getting into his presence. That's why no one knows the day. That's why every generation of the body of God, the church of Jesus, has always been alert, has always thought that in their lifetime, Jesus could come back. Do you know that the Thessalonians, when Paul wrote 2 Thessalonians chapter uh, uh, chapter two, the, they actually thought they had missed his coming. They actually thought they had missed the rapture. And then Paul goes on to let them know there was things that needed to happen. But we now see these things coming to pass. The time is near. Verse 44 says this of Matthew 24. Therefore, be ye also ready, for in such an hour you think not the Son of Man cometh. He is coming. He is coming back soon. You and I need to be ready. If you're a pastor and listening right now, tell your church to get ready. But not to stop being a light. Not to stop in their own selves and give up. Most people say, well, what's the point? If he's coming back soon, what's the point? We can't even make a change. We go to these school boards. We show up. We, we preach Jesus and, and it doesn't change nothing. Do not give up. Do not give up. Your work in love and in labor is not in vain. Jesus loves you. Jesus died for your sins. If you're a transgender today, if you're a homosexual, if you're a murderer, a thief, a liar. Jesus loves you. But he loves you so much that he doesn't want to leave you in that state. Remember, he's God. He sets the standard. He sets the rules. He says what morality is, not you. And that's how so many wacky Cults and religions start off like the religion of environmentalism. Remember, God created nature. Not nature, God. God created nature. You worship God, not nature itself. The religion of false gods. 
There's only one God. There's only one God that claims to have created everything, and that's found in the Holy Bible. Today is a day of salvation. Today is a day of repentance. Today is a day to make things right. God loves you. And we as Christians are commanded to love you. If you don't know God, God loves you. I love you. I'm commanded to love my enemies. I'm not here to bash on anyone. I'm here to expose sin as God calls it out. And today, you can be that light. You can be that change. It's easy. If you're backsliding, Jesus, make me right, God. Get me back. Put me back in a right standard with you, Lord. Forgive me and cleanse me. If you don't know Jesus, Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. I believe you died for my sins and rose on the third day. Forgive me, God. That's how simple it is. That's how simple it is. You know, I want to put out an invitation to you today. If you're not going to a, a church and and you've given up, I want to invite you to come to At The Cross Church in Oceanside, California, 2112 South El Camino Real, 92054. If you want to call 760-994-3534. We love you, and my wife is going to close us in prayer. Heavenly Father, we just want to pray right now for all the families uh, in Nashville, Tennessee that were affected by this tragedy on this past Monday. And Father, we pray just for your peace, Father, and your comfort to um, overwhelm them with your love. And Father, I pray also, Lord God, that you would uh, be glorified in and all of us today, that we would hear your word, that we would hear your truth, and that we'd walk away from our sinful life and know that there is a redemption in you. Thank you, Jesus. Hey, we love you, and we thank you for tuning in today. And remember, we will be back next Sunday at 5, and we are going to give you nothing but truth. This show is Freedom with Adam Riojas, and there's freedom because of what God has done in my life and can do in your life. Thank you. Thank you so much. Remember, God loves you, and I love you, and we'll see you back next Sunday at 5 p.m. Thanks for listening to Freedom with Adam Riojas. If you'd like to contact Adam, email him at freedom at adamriojas.com. Make sure to tune in next week at 5 p.m. here on K-Praise. If you missed a show, go to your favorite podcast provider and search Freedom with Adam Riojas. 
The Oceanside Pier is a sacred place, blessed with ocean views, the strand, good people, and good times. You'll find all those things and more at the Bistro at the Pier. Locally owned and operated, the Bistro at the Pier offers delicious food options and a full slate of crafted coffee drinks, including Italy's own Cafe Vergnano, sourced from Italy's finest coffee beans. So whether you're craving an acai bowl or an espresso, the Bistro at the Pier is waiting for you. Head on down or visit them online at bistroatthepier.org. Freedom Generation Higher Education is a faith-based alternative education option and official Turning Point USA Academy associate that values constitutional rights and medical freedom. Hosted by At The Cross Church in Oceanside, they serve pre-K through 7th grade and are Southern California's exclusive institution incorporating Turning Point USA Academy's 5C model. They offer in-person classes and electives Monday through Thursday and are now accepting applications for fall 2023. Visit them online at freedomgenerationedu.com or at thecrossoceanside.com. 